that we can personalize it, that death could not hold you, and that we can make it specific and say that you did it for me, for us. We're thankful and grateful for that. Now, Father, I ask you that you would lead me and guide me and direct me. You spoke to me concerning this day, concerning this word, and I yield my will unto you, Father, this hour. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will fill my cup and fill it up until I can't take any more. I ask, Father, that your hand will be upon me. Even as you are in the midst of thee, use me as a trumpet, as a vessel of clay, meet for your use for this appointed time and appointed hour. For your word is alive, is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing as under of soul and spirit and joint and marrow. We thank you, Father, that you watch over your word to perform it. And Father, we declare all of this right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Let everyone say amen and amen. Let's put our hands together and just thank him. Hallelujah, worship him. <laughs> Tell him we thank you for being here today. My, my, my. I'm telling you, there's something powerful. If you would, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33. I'm telling you what, man, my God. <laughs> Woo, my, 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 my. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. Do you sense them here? <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand what's going on? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to everyone. Hallelujah to the men of Teen Challenge, to the body of Bread of Life Church, and also uh, to those that are visiting with us. We thank God for you. Hallelujah. We thank you that you have been obedient unto the Lord and found your way into the house of the Lord. And I'm here to tell you when you come into the Lord's house and when you come with a desire, amen, to serve him and to uh, love him and to hear from him, that he will reveal unto you. He will reveal unto you and he will do that with a certainty uh, this day and even uh, this hour here. If you would, please look with me, Exodus chapter uh, 33, and we're going to look at verses 18 through 20. Verses 18 through 20. And it reads, And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for thou shalt no man see me and live. Oh, my God. He thou shalt no man see me and live here. We understand that we have been in a service of messages called His Manifest Presence. His Manifest Presence. And we know that in... Uh, his manifest presence. Today we're going to speak specifically from show me thy glory. Show me thy glory. Amen. If you need a Bible, please lift up your hand and we'll get a Bible unto you because I want everyone to be able to see. Amen. Our sister right here needs a Bible. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 33, again, verses 18 through 20 are where we're at. We're going to go some other places uh, today. I, I believe if you have an ear to hear what the, what the Spirit is saying unto the Lord, that you will be the better for uh, this time and the better for this word. Uh, we have been declaring again his manifest presence. At the end of last year, the Lord told me, he says, son, you're gonna, you need to walk into a whole other dimension uh, in your life. And he told me that I need to move and, 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 and I have experienced the things of the spirit. But he says, I want you to walk in that. You need to walk in that dimension uh, in your life. And not only you, but the ministry. And, 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 and I have told you, if the, if the manifest presence of God does not become real to me or become real to you, it will never become real to someone else. And so I know that as the pastor of this house, that I want to move uh, this body into a, a, a whole nother realm, amen, with God, amen, a whole nother realm that, that God will do what he said he will do and that we have to believe it and we want to begin to see the manifestation of it, uh, 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 not only in the church, but also in our lives as individuals here. Now, we've had a couple of messages and every time we have visitors, I've always liked to bring everybody back up to where we have been. The first message was that we have, you have his grace. If you would look at uh, uh, verse uh, 8, 33 and verse 8, and it says, and it, it came to pass, I'm sorry, verse, uh, thir yeah, give me verse 12, please, yeah, verse 12. It says, and Moses said unto the Lord, see thou, uh, saith unto me, bring up this people, for thou have not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou have said, I know thee by name, and thou hast found grace in my sight. You see that? He says, you, you, so I declare the first message was you have his grace. And we know his grace is his unmerited favor. We know that his grace is the same word as his favor. And what he was saying, and what I want us to understand, that we have the favor of God upon our lives. And because we have the favor of God upon our lives, or the grace of God, amen, you can experience his manifest presence, mother. All of us can experience his manifest presence in our lives because of the grace of God. You see, you experience salvation because of what? The grace of God. And faith picked up what grace gave unto you. So everything that God gives unto us, it comes by grace. Somebody say by grace. And not only is grace uh, his favor, but it's his power and equipment to do ministry. What you saying, Pastor? It'll, it helps us to do what we cannot do. Amen? See, we're not worthy to pick up everything that God has for us, but it was through the grace of God. Amen? And by faith, Faith picks up what grace gives unto us. And so what I'm saying unto you, through the grace of God, you're able. You're able. You have the ability to experience the manifest presence of God. I want everyone to declare to me and say, I desire to see and experience more of God in my life. I'm here to tell you, and there is more to him in which you already have experienced. He gets sweeter and sweeter over time. And so in this first message, what we dealt with, we dealt with the history of his presence. We dealt with the, I'm not going to get into the detail, but we dealt with the history of his presence. What you're saying? God came down many times. He came down, and one of the earmarks of God coming down, mother, was always when he heard the cry of his people. And we see that when, 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 when the children of Israel had, had been captured and were uh, being enslaved by Pharaoh, 
the Bible says that God came down. He came down and he met Moses at a burning bush experience. And he told Moses, I'm going to use you, Moses. And I want to use you because I've heard the cry of my people. Amen. And I'm, tell you, I'm here to tell you, when, 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 when God hears the cry of his people, when we know how to humble ourselves up under the mighty hand of God, he said, if my people who are called by my name, you know what I'm saying, will humble themselves. They mean if we would just seek his face. And I'm here to tell you that he will show himself strong unto us. So we said that there's a history of him showing himself, a history of his presence. He came to uh, uh, destroy. He came to destroy something when he came down to Sodom and Gomorrah. He showed up because there was a cry. There was a cry, a stench of sin that was coming from Sodom and Gomorrah. He came down to destroy. He came down to defend. When we talked about Miriam and Aaron, when uh, they came against Moses, God showed up in a cloud. Amen. He came to dwell. He came to defend. He came to destroy. He came uh, to, to dwell in the midst of us, his people. So there is history. Somebody say history. That God came down. And every time he comes down, he comes down to bring his people up. Amen. And so we said that there was a history there. Not only there was a history of his presence, we said that there was a hunger for his presence. Somebody say hunger for his presence. Now look at verse 13. This is Moses. Moses says, now therefore, 33 and 13, now therefore I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find what grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. Moses had a hunger for his presence. And what I'm saying unto you, if you want to experience the manifest presence of God, you must know that there is a history of his presence. And not only that, but you must have a hunger for his presence. This is the way David said. David said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not from thy presence. See, David understood Moses and any of those leaders, anybody, uh, leader and men and women of God, understood that they could not fulfill the assignment that God had on their lives without, amen, the presence of the Most High God. And so we see the history of the presence, the hunger of the presence, but also the honor. Somebody say the honor of the presence. Look at verse uh, 16, uh, 33 and 16. It says, For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found favor in thy sight? Is it not that in thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, for all the people that are upon the face of the earth. So we understand the honor of his presence. What you're saying, Pastor? See, when you have the presence of God, this is what this is how Moses Moses said, if I have found favor in thy sight, if you know my name, I have found favor in your sight, he said, will you, be, will you go with me? And God said, I'll go with you. And then he says, if you're going to go with us, he said, if you don't go with us, well, how will we be separated? How will we be distinguished? How, how will the people know that your presence is with us? How will you know that? And what I'm saying to you, the presence of the most high God puts honor on your life. Oh, my God. When you have the presence of God upon you, people will honor the presence that is on your life. See, there's a history of the presence, but they got to build hunger of the presence. When you know there's a history of something, you got the hunger for it. Amen. You got the hunger for the presence of God. And I'm telling you, when you hunger and when you pray and you cry out to God, God will show himself strong. This is the same way when we worship God and we long to be in his presence. Amen. God going to show up. He shows up right in the midst of the worship service. And what I'm saying to God will do the same thing in your life. And then, then how you know that you have the manifest presence of God, the honor that would be on your life. You ain't got to tell anybody. Amen. That's how you carry yourself and where you go, mother. They'll know that there's something different about you. That, that you're separated. You're de- uh, different. The New Testament called this what you are peculiar people. 
You are a royal priesthood. Amen. Old Testament talks about you're blessed going in and blessed going out. You're the head and not the tail. You're blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field. Amen. That's when you have the presence of God upon your life. When he has touched your life and his hand is upon you. Amen. You're walking in the honor of God. Somebody said the honor of God is his presence. See, this word present, this word glory, amen, uh, show me your glory. This word glory deals with the, the weight of God, the honor of God, the splendor of God, amen. What I'm saying is so when you walk in the honor, when you, you have the honor of his presence, Mama, the glory is up on your life, amen. And I'm here to tell you, all of us should desire to walk in the glory. Show me the glory, amen. Show me the glory. Now, week before last, we have the second message uh, uh, in here, and, and that message itself, I want to so you can see it in the scripture here. Um, we dealt with a place near him, a place near him. When Moses asked to see the glory, he says, I can't, you can't see me, but I have a place near me. And, and one of the, some of the things that are brought up, because I want you to understand this, you must know this as we move forward today. We understood this. We understood that there, we must understand what the manifest presence of God is in our lives. So somebody say omnipresence. Omnipresence means that God is everywhere, everywhere all the time. He, he's omnipresent. Amen. He, he, everywhere, everywhere you go, God is there. Amen. The psalmist said, I made my bed. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I make my bed high, you are there. Wherever I do, he, he, he's there. So somebody say, he's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's everywhere all the time. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. But then there's the indwelling presence of God. Somebody say the indwelling presence of God. The indwelling presence of God, it deals with now God by way of the Holy Spirit has now come to live in your temple, has come to live in our lives. Matter of fact, we, we, we have the first fruits of the Spirit. We don't have the full measure. If we had the full measure, we couldn't even contain. Do you think all of God is on the inside of you? Amen. But the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. Amen. The third person of the Godhead, he comes into our lives, and he desires to do what? Fill us up. <laughs> he desires that we stay full of what? Full of the Spirit of God, so that our spirit, that our soul man, will be up under the control of the Spirit of the living God. Can I get an amen? Somebody say, fill me up. Fill my cup. Fill it up to overflowing. That's the indwelling presence of God, and you need that. And if you don't practice keeping the presence of you don't practice the presence, you will leak. You will have some leaks, amen. Hallelujah. You had some bad days like Joy said he had, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brother, I can relate to you, brother. I'm telling you, boy, God is merciful and kind unto us. And, and so he does things in our hearts, and he wants us to remain filled. He wants you to remain filled up. So we see uh, the omnipresence of God and the indwelling presence of God, but this is not the manifest presence of God. The manifest presence of God is when God, amen, comes, amen, down, and he comes for a specific time to a specific place to do a specific thing. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. We talking about the manifest when all of God shows up, amen, and manifests himself on your behalf. And this is what I'm talking about, the manifest presence of God. I want not only uh, the, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, but I want the manifest presence of God to come in my life. Now, I want somebody to say faith, anointing. Manifest presence. Now, it takes faith, amen, for us to receive everything that God gives us. Grace gives it. Faith picks it up. We understand that, right? And then we move into the anointing of God, amen? He anoints us. Say, I'm anointed. See, that's where that Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. You are anointed, amen? And every one of you that's in here that love the Lord, our God, you are anointed and appointed for him. Can I get an amen? 
You got to know this, mother. We got to know this without a shadow of a doubt that through his grace, amen, not only through the faith, amen, I receive that and I am anointed. I am anointed and appointed by God, not just the preacher, not just the folks with the degrees, not with the folks with the big houses and the cars. I'm here to tell you, you, if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, not only have you been saved, but you've been delivered and now he wants to anoint you. I'm anointed. Somebody say, I'm anointed. You got to understand that. But see, but see, this moves, what I'm talking about today, moves beyond your faith. It moves beyond you've been anointed. <laughs> see, when the manifest presence of God shows up, you stop working. As a matter of fact, he told Moses, he said, Moses, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to give you rest. What you saying, Pastor? When the manifest presence of God shows up in a building, shows up in a house, shows up in a situation, and when he's saying to you, you, you just stand back, faithful one and anointed one, and look, let me do what I know how to do. Oh, my God, that gives me rest, mother. See, because I understand that I can't take care of all the people. I can't heal everybody and do all of that. But if I trust in the manifest presence of God, if I walk by faith, if I know that I'm anointed and appointed and I'm trusting in God, he's going to show up and show, show himself strong and he's going to show out on our behalf. And when he comes and shows up, he knows every need that everybody has. He says, I know what you have need of before you even ask. So when he shows up, see, that's what I desire every Sunday mother that I come. Not just that the pastor show up. Not. I want the manifest presence of God to show up. Because no matter what I preach, God is going to move and show himself strong and he'll speak to the hearts of the people that are willing and obedient. People that desire amen more of God. Can I get an amen? Uh, Y'all ain't going to shout me down today. I don't need to be shot down. I know this to be true. I'm confident in this thing here. Now, there's three things that we got to be careful about. This is our review, mother. We're going to step into the new stuff here. But this is our review. There's three things that we must make sure that are established in our lives, and we must understand them if we're going to walk in the manifest part, if we're going to walk with a place near him. A place near him, first of all, I got to understand my salvation. I must understand my salvation, amen, that I, I'm saved not because of what I've done, but what, because of what he did, amen. Through the, uh, the finished work of Christ on the cross, by the shed blood of the Lamb, I am saved, amen. you got to understand this. You must understand that you are saved, and there's nothing that any person or demon in hell can do, amen, to uh, take away your salvation. Now, the Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to terminate you early. But Jesus Christ said, I come to give you life and what? That more abundantly. Amen. So if stealing, killing, and destroying is going on, after you are saved, the enemy is somewhere in the camp. The thief is somewhere around. Amen. He said he's going to come in like a thief and a robber. The robber comes in another way. A thief sneaks in. But a robber, when he come to rob your mother, he'll rob you right in your face. You hear what I'm saying? He don't matter who's around. He's coming in to rob the place. He's a thief, and he's also a robber. So I got to understand my salvation if I'm going to experience the manifest presence of God. But not only that, I got to understand my sin. I must understand it is my sin that separates me from God. That's why I said earlier, David said, create in me a clean heart, O God. Hallelujah. Renew a right spirit in me. David has sin in his life. He had sin with Bathsheba and Nathan the prophet that came and called him out. And he wanted to get right with God. He said, God, cast me not from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit away from me. I'm telling you, as the Spirit of God and the presence of God leaves you, it's over with. It's over with. And David understood this. See, what we must understand, not only about my salvation, but my sin. My sin is that I missed the mark. I missed the mark. I missed the mark. But I must also understand 
that, that in my sin, amen, that if I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to do what? Forgive me of my sin, amen? He, he's faithful and just to for, for forgive me of this thing. And so what I understand about my salvation, first of all, he redeems me, amen? I'm redeemed through my salvation, amen? But it's through uh, 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 my sin, amen, and the confession of my sin, that, 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 that he brings me back. He restores me. Amen. He, he, he works on beginning to bring me back. Not only does he redeem me, amen, but he renews me. He renews me. But not only that, not only my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Not only my sin, but I must understand my sanctification, my holiness, and my righteousness. I must understand that that is through him. The Bible says, who shall ascend the holy hill of God? Who shall stand in this holy place except him that have clean hands and a pure heart? I must understand my sanctification. I must understand the, the, my sanctification in my life. If I'm going to experience, I must understand that sin will separate me from his presence. And so I must understand that I must stay sanctified. He says, be ye holy, for I am holy. I must walk in sanctification. I must not allow sin, amen. I must not allow the practice of sin in my life. Because if you're practicing it, you're going to become perfect in it. So I must learn how to deal with the sin, amen, that tries to come up in my life, that tries to come to destroy me. So I must understand my, 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 my sanctification, my holiness, that I want to be a son of God. This is my desire. And so we're understanding these things here. And this brings us to this place now that we're going to dwell with a day where Moses comes up and the Lord thy God said, I'm going to go with you, son. I'm going to go with you. My presence is going to be with you and I'm going to give you rest. And then the man of God, he turns around and he tells the Lord thy God, show me thy glory. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, 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 you must understand that God had already done showed himself to Moses so many times. He showed, the first time he showed up to him, when the people were crying, the Bible says he come, he come down. Mother, he was come down as an angel, and the angel kind of got him, and, and then he looked over at that burning bush. He was in the midst of the bush. God spoke to him in the midst of the burning bush, and then God told him, I'm going to use you to deliver my people. And he says, as I use you to deliver my people, he says, I'm going to speak to you on this mountain. He said, this is how I'm going to communicate with you. Say, somebody say, on the mountain. George, what I like about God is you get more and more intimate with him. He gets closer and closer to you. Oh, my God. I, you need to hear this thing. Because I, I, I begin to look at this, and I said, now, he's asking. Now, he done come to a, a place uh, in his life and with his walk with God. He says, God, I want to see the fullness of you. Show me your glory. I want to see the full weight of you, your full majesty. I want to see all of you. Show me your glory. He said, now, nah. nah, I'm going to show you, but you can't see me. If you see me, no man, any man that see me, you're going to die. But Moses had these encounters with God, and God would always come down. He came down in the fire at that time. One time he would come, he come down in the pillar of the cloud, amen. He always came before the tent. But this is what I understand about God. God came down. Somebody say he started at the mountain. And then he told when he went up to get the, 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 the Ten Commandments from the God the first time, God said, now instruct the people. To make an offering, a free will offering, and give everything. And I want them to construct the tabernacle. Somebody said tabernacle. A tabernacle of the congregation, a tabernacle of meeting. So now he moved from coming out of heaven to the mountain. Now he said, Build a tent. I'm going to come visit you in the tent. Oh my God. You hear what I'm saying? He's getting closer. 
Oh, my God. Somebody need to see this. You need to understand this. God desires to come close to his people. But he's just not going to show up because you couldn't even contain them all if he just showed up. So, 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 he, so he started from the mountain because of the crowd of the people. He come down on the mountain. And the Bible will say there was many cases. You, you get in the book of Exodus and you can read this for yourself. Many times it would come down on the top of the mountain and the Bible says it'd be like lightning and thundering on top of that and fire all on the top of it. Amen. One, one, one of us said that how Moses went up and, 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 and just stepped into the darkness of the cloud. Amen. Into the, to the pillar of the cloud. So God showed himself all the time unto Moses. But what I like about it, he says, all right, now, he come and I'm going to meet you in the mountain. Then I want you to build me a tabernacle, a tent of meeting or the tent of the congregation where y'all can meet me. See, this is a meeting place for God right here, this house. This church right here is, is, is a place that God meets us. Can somebody say amen? See, that's why you should, you should be able to come to the house of God and expect God to be in the house. If you go into a place and the presence of God is not there, something is wrong. There's places with thousands of people in it today and the presence of God is not even there. Because they're not acknowledging him. They're, they're not, they, they, they got philosophy and vain, all this other stuff that's going on. And nobody acknowledging that a living God is in the midst of the people. I'm here to tell you that. I'm here to tell you that. God is real and God desired to show up in the tabernacle, in the tent of meeting with his people. And the Bible told us that every time Moses goes out and when Moses stood amen, in front of that tent, the Bible says that God came down in a pillar of a cloud and he spoke to Moses right there. And every time he spoke to Moses, the Bible says that the people would begin to bow down. The people in their tents would begin to bow down because God had had enough with them stiff-necked people. He did. He had enough. He was up there giving the Ten Commandments, and he come down to them, built the golden calf, and they, they, they down there having a party, dancing and having a party. And God said, Moses, get down there. The people have corrupted themselves. He says, get down there. The people have corrupted. See, you got to watch out. The people going to be rebellious, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, you see, and, and, see, see, even in the remnant, there's going to be some rebellious people in the remnant of God. You know what I'm saying? And God will say, get down there. He told Moses, get down there, Moses, and check him out. And then Moses drew a line that day. Who said, who's either on God's side or who on the other side? And the Bible says all of the priests of the Levi, all the priests got over there and said, we're with you. And then he said, look, all of you take your knives and go through the camp and kill everything. That's not kill every rebellious thing that's in the camp. Aren't you glad that God is not like that today? Aren't you glad that he is merciful because all of us been unchopped up by now? That's why I say you got to understand your salvation and what you have been saved from. You got to understand that. You must understand these particular things. And so we see here that he's asking him to show me thy glory. Now, this is what the Lord showed me. He says, son, show them that I came from the mountain. I come from heaven to the mountain. I come from heaven to the tent of meeting. If you got a place that you tabernacle, that you meet with God, he come down. He, see, he's getting closer. And then he says, not only that, he says, then I came from heaven, and Solomon built me a temple, and I came into the temple. He said, I come in there so strong that they couldn't even get in there and worship. You, 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 we, we talked about it over the Second Chronicles, that how the spirit, that the glory of God was so thick in the place, they, they had dedicated it on the outside, the glory of God. They seen the glory of God come down and fill the temple. It says that the priest could not even get in their mother to minister. 
I'm talking about the full weight of his glory. I'm talking about the Shekinah glory of God, the manifest presence of God. And see, that's what we desire. God desires come to desire to come and to dwell in the midst of his people. And then he said, he said, son, not only did I come in the physical temple, that, that, that temple right there, but he says, then he said, I done got to look closer. Now I desire to dwell in your body for those that would desire me. For those that will receive me, for those that will live an upright life for me, I come now to dwell on the inside of you. Oh, my God. You see how God is so progressive? He comes from mother from heaven to the mountain. From heaven, amen, to the tent of tabernacle. From heaven to the temple of God. From heaven to your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And this is why you can't put anything in this body. You can't look at everything everybody else is looking at. You can't listen to everything that everybody else is living. You can't do this. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And God said, if you can get full enough of me, you will believe now, amen, that I will show myself on your behalf. I'll show up in my full manifestation for you. And this is what Moses is asking. Moses said, God, I, I just seen you in the cloud. I just seen you do this. But Lord, I want to see your full glory. I want to see the full manifestation of you. Do you want to see his glory? I don't know about you. You might not want to. You may want to just stay on the outside. But I'm here to tell you, if you're living for him, I believe that you want to see his growth. It's like this. It's like when you have a, you know, people. It amazes me how people have these internet relationships. Hadn't even seen the person. Have you seen this thing called, what's that, goldfish, some fish? Huh? Catfish. You, you, anybody seen that? The catfish deal. Where they're online and the person falls in love with the other person online, but they never seen them. And usually, this is usually how I go to, usually it's a, it's a young man that's done fell into attracted with some pictures that he's seen online, and the game is being played. And he just and then he decides to meet with them, but they never want to meet. No, 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 we don't meet. I'm so insecure, whatever. And bro, it got real low the last time we seen it, Pastor and then. Last time, there's usually some girl that does not look like the picture. You know what I'm saying? She, she, she's, she's got a self-esteem problem. She don't, she don't think that she looks beautiful on the outside, but she wants to communicate to other, other men, and she wants to win men. And so she gets on the Internet, and she shows these pictures of other people, of another person. But she's behind, the whole time, she's in the background developing the relationship, and they're getting you know intimate through, through talking and stuff with one another. And the man just gets so... Uh, uh, wore out in and is so intense he wants to see her. And so this show Catfish, that name of it? Okay, Catfish. The idea with Catfish is these two men, they go until people that desire to meet that person. And I'm telling you, and mother, many times, it's, 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 it's most time, almost 100% of the time we see is the exact opposite of what the person was thinking. But the person desires to show themselves. In this last occasion, this guy was, I'm telling you, and look, and these are smart people. This last guy had a degree, was working in, a, I mean, had all of this and got bamboozled. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he got bamboozled. He shows up, they meet, they meet the person, and the person was a guy. A guy, and the guy had a girlfriend. It was a whole thing going on. They were all in the same loop there. The guy had a, the girlfriend. He was a girlfriend or someone else. So he's a girlfriend, someone in the, whatever you call those names, that girlfriend in there, but at the same time, he acted like a girl to the, to the guy. And they all talking to one another. Isn't this, isn't this crazy? But, but what, what I'm saying unto you is, is this. Listen how someone that are out there when we don't know God, we're looking for intimacy, mother, in all the wrong places. 
God is saying, I desire, I'm not trying to hide. I want to show myself strong unto you. I want to reveal my full glory unto you. But but he said, look, look, he said, but now you got to prepare yourself though. We're going to see this. He says, you got to prepare. We're talking about show me thy glory. I'm talking about the manifest presence of God. Uh, Please look with me. We're going to pick up where we started. Verse 18. 33 and 18, it says, and he said, I beseech thee. That word beseech is pray. He says, I pray, show me thy glory. And look what God said. And he said, I will make all my goodness. Somebody say his glory is his goodness. He says, I will show, he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Look at verse 20. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there will no man what see me and live. Verse 21 and 22 talks about, let's just go on and read it. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Why? Because he can't see him face to face. And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. So we see here that God desires to show him his glory. And what I'm saying unto you, if God desires to do it for Moses, he desires to do it to you. Why? Because God is doing this because he had made a promise, amen, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says, I make a promise that I'm going to deliver my people, my people who are called by my name. I'm going to take them into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. So what you think your reason is here in the earth for? To have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, a children, a job, and all of that? No, it's to be used by God. That's part of it, amen. But it's to be used by God to bring his people into a place. A place of what? A place of salvation. A place of sanctification. A place of where they can be intimate with God just like you can be intimate with God. What you're saying, Pastor, all of us have an assignment upon our lives. I'm telling you, you can get caught up in in, in doing all these other things, but I'm here to tell you, you have been born for a purpose. You have been born for a reason, and God wants to use you for his glory and for his honor. Can I get an amen? Y'all, I'm going to preach myself happy up in here today, amen? (laughs) It's okay. Hallelujah. So we see him. He begins to deal with him. Now look at 34 and 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew the two tables of stone like unto the first. And I'll write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest. Now, you know what happened. He's going to see God the second time. He done seen God many times. But he done went up the first time and he got the Ten Commandments. You know what happened the first time, right? He come back down and he did what? He threw those Ten Commandments on, at the golden calf, at the foot of the golden calf. Broke up the commandments, mother. He broke them up. Then he dealt with all the sin. And God said, I'm not going with you. He said, if I come down there, I consume everybody. And then he says, God, don't do that. You promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said, don't do it, God. Don't consume the people, God. And God said, there are a bunch of stiff-necked people down there. And if I come down into the midst of them, I'll consume all of them. That's what God said. And Moses, man, Moses was God's man. I'm telling you, Moses was a type and shadow of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ. He was a Savior and he was a deliverer. He delivered them out of the hand of Pharaoh. Amen. He delivered them. That word deliver, a salvation is the same thing, Savior. He delivered. He was a type of Christ. And and just like the Bible says, we were talking about, y'all were singing about how Christ was sitting on the mercy seat. Amen. Up there with the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, he's on the mercy seat. Amen, because mercy comes through Jesus. 
You got to understand your salvation. God been merciful unto you because of Jesus. Uh, Jesus is, he's been gracious because, because of Jesus. Everything has been because of Jesus. And that's why we declare in this house is all about him. It ain't going to never be about you. It ain't going to never be about us. It's going to always be about him. And the minute you come to the understanding that it's about him, you're ready to, for him to show his glory unto you. But long as it's about you, you, you you'll never, you'll ne- matter of fact, you couldn't even handle his manifest presence. God want to show himself unto you. But when you understand that it's all about him, he will show himself strong to us. Are you ready? Somebody say, I just wait, are you ready? Say, I'm ready, Pastor. Say, are you ready? I want to make sure we got some ready people here now. You're not here by coincidental accident. This is the divine providence of God. I know this is the third Sunday. Y'all come to bread of life, but you're here at the right time, men of Teen Challenge. Everybody that's in here, this is a point of hour and a point of time. And I'm asking you today, are you ready? Are you ready to experience the full glory? Amen. Are you ready to get it? Amen. You got to be ready now. I want you to just like, boy, need to be on the edge of the seat. Mother say, I'm going, I'm going to get this. Because I, I, not only do I want it, I need his manifest presence in my life. Now, th- before we get in here and show you these, these steps here, this is what I want you to understand this. This is what I like about God. He can use who he want to use. He says, I'll be gracious unto who I want to be gracious. I'll be merciful to who I want to be merciful. And I want to let you in on something. I don't have anything against people that got education in the light because I got it. Amen. And it's not just because I got it, but I understand what, what place it has in my life. I want you to understand that God used Moses. Moses, was, Moses had a self-esteem problem. Moses could not even, he, he, he was concerned that he could even talk. Moses had been on the backside of a desert just serving a man, serving another man for 40 years on the backside of the desert, serving another man on the run, amen. His people misunderstood him, and he's on the run, amen, and he, he's here, and God comes down and uses him and chooses him. What you saying, Pastor? Don't worry about your condition. Don't worry about the degree that you might not have and the money you might not have in your bank account. God don't look on the outward appearance of a man. He looks at the heart of an individual. And I'm here to tell you, God will get money to you. God will bless you. Amen. But what you want more than anything, you want his presence. And when you get his presence, you get his promises. And when you get his promises, you get yay and amen. You get everything that you need. See, the key thing of it is God does not want the stuff to have us. And many times folks that's going out to get that stuff, God got to debrief them. He got to, he got to take them apart, put them back together again so that they can handle what God wants to get to them. So what you're saying, Pastor, I'm saying you're qualified no matter where you're at today. You're qualified no matter what you don't have and what you do have. You're qualified to be used by God. God ain't using just some folks with, with PhDs and all of that. No, nah, God looking for a man or woman that will humble themselves up under the mighty hand of God. God raising up some end time people. He, no, no, no. And God will use those other people as well. What I'm saying to you, don't you put no value on that. Put your value, amen, on your relationship with him because he wants to show himself strong on the behalf of them that love him. See, see what, what the Lord, he began to show me some things. See, when, when you desire, Moses had got to a point of showing your glory. This is what the Lord showed me. He says, when you come to a place where you acknowledge and accept your call to serve God, you're ready for the glory. You're ready for the glory. I've already said unto you that God desires to show 
uh, 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 reveal himself unto you just as much as you want to see him. He, he does this. Now, look at uh, Exodus 34 and 2. Now, here go where God begins to instruct him. Now, God said, I want to show it to you, but I can't show you my face. Because if you see my face, but I'm going to put you at a place in the cleft of the rock, I'll cover you, and my goodness is going to pass by you. Amen? Now, now he's getting ready to tell him, prepare. He said, now, 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 now. He said, now you got to prepare. Now, I want you to look at this. This is the preparation to encounter for the encounter with the Lord thy God. Now, I've already dealt with you about my salvation. Amen? My sin and my sanctification. I got to be ready. You know, you, you, you ain't going to come and think you're going to see God living in sin. You know, now he'll burn you up. You're a peon. I'm telling you. No, you got to be ready. Look what he says here. He says, 34 and 1, And the Lord said unto Moses, Hew thee the two tablets of stone, like unto the first. And I will write upon thee. So he said, now we're going to do this thing again. I'm going to give you these commandments again. Look what he says in verse 2. And be ready in the morning. And come up when? In the morning. Until what? Mount Sinai. Somebody say, be ready. Somebody say, be ready. What he said, he says, be ready in the morning. Be ready in the morning. Somebody be ready in the morning. Be ready in the morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. See, all pain and suffering, it only lasts for a moment, mother. See, these present sufferings, amen, are only but for a moment. Amen. But, but then it says, amen, but, but then that's coming to full glory. Amen. Hallelujah. The present sufferings. As Paul says in Romans, they're only temporary. They're only for a moment. And they're not to be compared to what? The future glory. Oh, my God. The future manifest presence of God. No matter what you're going through, I'm telling you, get ready. Somebody say, get ready. He says, get ready when? In the morning. It may be dark today, but it's going to be different tomorrow morning. He told me. He said, tell the people, get ready in the morning. And I like, you know, God, God said, look, this is what he said. He said, now, look, look, he said, now, if he tell you to get ready in the morning, I believe he was telling them that he was in another day. And the morning was getting ready to come the next day. And so what he was saying is, you better take advantage of the time that I'm giving to you between now and tomorrow morning to get your life together, to get yourself right, to come up and stand before a holy God. Don't think, it's like preparing to go to work. If, you, if, if you've been like me, you've been working for a long time, you got to be at work for a certain time, many of you already got that thing timed down. I got to be going out the house at a certain time if I'm going to hit the door. I know how to traffic, the bus, whatever I'm flowing on, I got to know how it rolls. Amen? And if I am prudent, I will already have my clothes earned the day before. You know what I'm saying? Now, you can't stay up all night and don't earn your clothes and think you're going to make it to work on time. You're going to be late, and the sooner you hit there late, you're broke, busted, disgusted, you're behind all day. It's the same thing what he said there. He said, get ready for tomorrow morning. What he's saying is, get your act together. Get your heart right. Get everything together. For tomorrow, you get ready to come meet me. That's what he said. You want to see my glory? Get, Get ready. Get ready, he said. And see, this is interesting because Moses have had a relationship with him all along. This won't no pop go the weasel. This ain't nobody just showing up. This is somebody that God has done come down and had to defend and say, this is Moses, my man. I talk to him face to face. I'm saying God not showing his manifest presence just to anybody. But he said, son, get yourself together. He says, get ready for tomorrow morning. He said, get ready for tomorrow morning. So, so I thought, <laughs> so you got to prepare yourself to meet a holy God. This is why you got to understand who he is. See, you, 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 you would not even want to see 
the manifest presence of God unless you don't have some type of relationship with them. It's like the catfish. They were designed to see the person because they didn't develop a relationship. They ain't never seen them, but they showed. They seen a picture of them. They seen all of that, but they said, no, I want to see the real deal. And God had done showed himself in the cloud. He done showed himself in the fire. He done showed himself in the burning bush. He done spoke to him, amen, uh, all of that. But he says, I want to see your glory. I want to see the full weight of you. I want to see your full honor, your full splendor. I want to see all of you, God. And that should be our desire that we want to see God. I want to see God. I want to see him in my life. And so he says, he says what? Somebody say, be ready. He says, be ready in the morning. That means to be diligent, to be prudent when your time prior to the meeting. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. He wants to see you. He wants to meet you in the morning. When do you talk to God? Whenever you talk to God, you just can't fumble in there. You got to be ready. You can't go in there with sin all on your life. Now, you want to. if he's going to show up, you want to be ready when you meet the Lord. Now, look what he goes on to say. He says, and be ready in the morning. And come up what? In the morning. Amen. Be ready and come on up in the morning. Until what? The Mount Sinai. This is the same place he always met him. The same mountain he always met him. But boy, I'm getting ready to show you my glory this morning. It's going to be a different morning. And then look what he says. And what? Present thyself there to me. Where at? In the top of the mountain. He said, now not only get ready in the morning, and in the morning go up to the mountain. And when you get up there, mother, present yourself. (laughs) Oh, my God. Present yourself. Present yourself when you get up there, he said. And, and you, you know, Romans chapter 12, you know how Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the tender mercies of God, that you present your body as what? A living sacrifice unto God, which is holy and acceptable. And it's his re- your reasonable act of service. It's the most reasonable thing to do. To do what? To present myself to God. As a living sacrifice. He said in the morning, not when you get old, in the morning, at the young part of your life. You young people think you got all the time in it. He said, present your body in the morning if you want to see his presence. I'm talking about early. I ain't talking about just in the hours. I'm talking about in the lifespan. Don't wait you get old and then give God the last part of your life. No, he said, I want to see you in the morning. And in the morning, I want you to do what? When you get up to the top of the mountain, present yourself. My God, I'm here, God. I'm here and I'm ready. I'm ready, God, and I'm presenting myself as a living sacrifice. No, I ain't no day. I'm living, God. I want to see a living God. Hallelujah. So you can give me life, Lord. Life me, God. That's why I'm showing up for you to life me, God. Life me that I can be like you so I can love like you. I can live like you. I can deliver like you. I can heal like you. I can do all this like you. I need you. I need to see your glory. I want your manifest presence in my life. I'll show me your glory. Show me your goodness. Pass by me, God. Oh, my God. I gave the testimony in this house. See, when God passed by you, he'll cause you to pass by somebody else. I'm telling you, he'll, he'll heal. I told you the many times, example, of we were on the plane one time, come past a lady. We didn't know anything. And the lady was a stewardess. We just walked to our plane. We were going. I was going to preach in Kansas, boy. But I know the whole, I had prepared, had been on a fast. Me and Pastor Angela come through here, man. And the lady, when the, when the plane took off and got stabilized, she said, I don't know who you are. I ain't have on nothing fancy. I didn't have no preacher collar on and all of that mess. I didn't have that on. You know what I'm saying? I, look, I was, just, I was just being me. 
me and God, amen, my wife being me and God, loving on one another. We just doing what we're going to do. God had us on assignment. We going to Kansas, amen. And so we flying, and we get to the airport, come past this stewardess, and the plane takes off and gets stable. And she comes back. She says, I don't know who y'all are. I'm trying to think, well, who are, who are we? we? We ain't nobody famous. I ain't no football player, lawyer, you know, in that. Yeah, look, we just look. And then I thought about it. I'm a man of God. <laughs> I thought about that thing. I am somebody. I am God's man. And she is God's woman. That's what you got to understand about who you are. I'm not talking about being proud. I'm talking about being humble. I'm talking about, look, I, look I'm God's man. I'm God's man. And that's when God will show himself strong on his men and his women of God. And the lady said this to us. When you come past me, she says, I've been dealing with a migraine headache for days. And when y'all walk past me, it went away. You, you know why we, it went away? Because his goodness walked past her. <laughs> you know what I'm His goodness walked past her. And it didn't have anything to do with who she is. It had everything to do with who he is. Amen. I ain't talking about us. I'm talking about him. But he just happened to what? To be in the midst of his people. And we just walking, doing our thing. Got the joy of the Lord on us. We going to Kansas. And God healing all along the way. He gives you rest. He says, I'll go with you and I will give you what? Rest. You just do what you're supposed to. Just go on and get on the plane. I'm healing people all along. You just walking. And I'm delivering. I'm healing. I'm doing certain things. And that was a miraculous trip that we went on. We go out to Kansas and the man and woman of God, the apostle out there, he, he, he gave me a word. He says, you're more than. I said, more than? I, man, I studied that more out. And the Bible says, who do you come see? Did y'all come to see a, 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 a reed shaking in the wind? He said, no, nah, no. Nah. Did you come to see a, a, a person in, in soft clothing? He said, no, 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 no. He said, no. Nah. He said, did you come to see a prophet? He said, yeah, more than a prophet. He was talking about Jesus Christ was, was testifying. Of, 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 Eli, of John, of John the Baptist. He was testifying to John. And that guy told me, that apostle told me, he says, you're more than, brother. And I studied that thing out. I said, well, I'm more than that. I'm more than. And you got to understand, you're more than. When you got God with you, you're more than. You're more, you, you more than your current situation. You, you, you more than your current membership. You know what I'm saying? You're more than. You said you got to understand it. You're more than. Amen. Look, you think my ministry is limited to Cincinnati, 5902 Robinson Road? You got to be out of your mind. You, you, you got to understand you're more than that. You're more than God. God will use you if you present yourself unto him. He said, now get ready. Get ready in the morning. He says, in the morning, come on up to Mount Sinai. And when you get up there, present yourself. Present yourself. <laughs> I like that, man. Present yourself. That sounds like a military term. Just get in the position of attention and present yourself. Because I believe what he was saying was he said he done told him what he was going to do. You can't see me, but I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. So think about what he did. He gets up there in that mountain. And guess what? Mother, I think he presents himself in the right position. He gets right in the cleft of the rock. Because God said he's going to show himself this morning, and he's going to walk by me. He's going to show me all this goodness, but I can't see his face. I believe he gets up there and presents himself and get right in the cleft of the rock. Because God said, I'm going to walk by. I'm going to put my hand, put you in the cleft of the rock. I'm going to put my hand over you and walk by you, and then I'm going to move my hand, and you'll be able to see my real parts. I'm talking about, boy, if, you, if I could just see the real of God. You, you see what I'm saying? I mean, if you could just see the backward parts of him, you're going you're gonna to show what it did to his life. He just saw the back part of him because he said, think about this. God said, you cannot even see my full glory, boy, and live. Your little pea brain can't even contain the goodness of me. Amen. You can't contain it. And he told him, this is what I like about it, George. He said, because when, when you see me, 
I'm going to talk to you about some things. Oh, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Oh, God. And look, look, Lord woke me up. He got me back on my routine, mother, some years ago. See, I'm bragging on God because I need to brag on God and boast on God for my life so you will know that God will do the same thing. Some years ago, mother, I was in my tent of meeting, my tent of the congregation, my tabernacle, sitting, laying in my, in my living room in my house where I meet God. And God spoke to me, Sue, just like you and I talking. He said, Jeremiah 33 and 3. I'm like, what? You know, and I was like, where did that come from? You know, and he, he spoke it just that plain to me. Boy, I got my Bible open and I was saying one or two things. He get ready to level me. Amen. You know, he get ready to wipe me out or he get ready to tell me something. And what he was telling me, mother, he, he was telling me, I want to come closer to you. You know what I'm saying? When you desire to be with God, God will talk to you. Jeremiah 33, I opened it up, mother. He says, call upon me and I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things, things that you have not known and you have not seen. That's what God, for little old Eric White from Dunn, North Carolina, population of 9,000 or something, God showed up and he spoke to me. And he said, you, you, you read that scripture right there. And what he said to me, that's for you. And I'm telling you, and, 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 and you know, don't be too fancy with it here, but every time on my little digital clock, God wakes me up, mother, and he's been doing it this way. I look over that clock, and it say 333. I know that's not 33 and 3. But it's three numbers, three, three, three. When I see on that digital clock, I'm telling you, mother, he'll wake me, the Holy Ghost will wake me up at the exact time. And I look over there, that digital clock, and when it says 333, oh, it's time to bust a move. It's time to, look, get out of the, the battle of the blankets, and I'm going down to my tent of tabernacle because he get ready to show me something, mother. He said, he said, now go down there and call upon me. Oh, I, I'm going to show you some great and mighty things. What I'm saying to you, if God done it for Moses, he'll do it for Eric, he'll do it for you. God will talk to you. I know he'll talk to you. Y'all you, 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 can be, look, you can, I don't care what everybody else said, God done talked to me. And that ain't want the first time, and it ain't want the last time that he talked to me. You know what I'm saying? God has said some things to me. But I'm here to tell you, the times that he has said them, I have been consecrated. I ain't talking about no 40-day fast. What I'm saying is I have been spending time with him. I have been opening up the word of God. I have been presenting myself unto him. And every time that I do it, mother, he'll reveal and show himself strong. I'm in one of those seasons right now. I just, I'm, in one, I'm in the groove right now with God. And I just absolutely enjoy it and understand him. And he told me, he said, son, I'm going to deliver you from the people. He already done that some years ago. I'm going to deliver you from the people and from the circumstances, from the presence, from all this stuff I'm going to deliver you from. I'm going to show you here. I'm going to show you right here. Someone say, are you ready? Are you ready? He said, you got to be ready. Are you ready to present yourself? Now look what he says here. He goes on to say, look at verse 3. And no man shall come up with thee. The first thing is, be ready. The second thing is, present yourself. The third thing is, you want to hear it? You want to hear it? Yes. You're going to be by yourself. Yes. Yes. He said, come along. Yes. Come along. Go check him out. All the other times, he would bring up people with him. He would bring up someone to a certain place, or they would remain on the mountain somewhere, and then he would walk and go see their mother. Many times it would be Joshua that would go with them. Sometimes Joshua would go with them to see the Lord. Many times he would have people, other men up on the mountain. One time, mother, he had, it was him, Joshua, and a few more, and 70 elders. And the Bible said God showed himself unto them. Mother, he, he showed himself, and all they could say was that there was a, um, the, 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 what he was standing or what he was, in the, was up under him 
was like a, a, a crystal. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it explained it, Mother, so beautiful that it was on him, and they said it was the glory of God, but it wasn't the full manifestation of God. They seen a glimpse of God. God came down from heaven to seven. It was 70 elders. It was uh, 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 Moses and, and Joshua and some other folks. And they had come and God had given them instructions of how to, to build the tabernacle and all those things. And he showed himself to them, mother. But what I'm saying unto you, this is one of the only times. This is the only time. He said, when you come this time to see my full manifestation of the glory, come along. Come along. Come along. What do you mean? You say, Pastor, I, 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 you know, my wife ain't going to be able to go with me. Come along. Now, let me tell you what he said. Guess what? Every top got to stand on his own bottom when it comes to seeing the manifest presence of God. I know you want your family to see him, but I told you this. If it don't become a reality to you, it'll never become a reality of your, to your family. That's what I said. They got, they got to be able to see that dad done saw the glory. They got to be able to see something changed in him. They got to be able to say, this boy is out of his mind now for God. He's trusting God no matter how bad it looks, no matter how down we may feel or whatever, we still coming up. We still trusting God. They got to see that. They got to see that I have experienced the manifest glory, the presence of God, that I've seen God for it even ever becomes a reality to them. So look what he says here. He says, now go up. This is what he said. He said, now, now go up. When you go up, go up alone. And then he not only did he say that, he said, Lee, he said, not only that, I don't want any men on the mountain neither. Because he said, you come like that before. You've come up many times, and I've met with you one-on-one in the cloud and in the fire and all of that. But you've always had some folks with you. He said, this time I don't want to even have a man on the mountain, anywhere on the mountain. Nowhere, just me and you. Then he, not only, then he says, I don't want any flock. I don't want anything feeding even at the grazing at the base of the mountain. God said, my men, my full glory get ready to come down here. This is what he said. He said, because, no, he don't say it here. But if you look back, this is what he's saying. If anybody is there, they are die. That's what he was saying. They would die. I'm coming down in the full measure of my glory. That's what he said. I'm coming down. Look, man. And he said, I don't want no man with you. And I don't want anything or anybody grazing around the mountain. Because if I do, they'll die. They'll die. So let, 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 let's look at this. Are you ready? Are you ready? Somebody say, I'm ready. Are you ready? To do what? Present yourself. To come up, amen, in his presence all by yourself. I mean, you, you, you got to move beyond. Uh, see, this is what the Lord said. He said, you got to move beyond the people, son. <laughs> you, you, you got to move beyond that. You got, you got to want this thing to desire you. You ain't going to let people hold you back. You ain't going to let stuff hold you back. You ain't going to let tending to them and that and those and others hold you back. You ain't going to let no work hold you back. You ain't going to let people, places, or things. You ain't going to let nothing hold you back. I want you to come along. You ain't going to let your issues hold you back. I want you to come along. I want you to leave all of it behind. I want you to come along. I want you to come along. And look what it says here in verse 4. It says, and he hewed two tablets of stone like the first. And Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai, and the Lord commanded him and took his hand with the two tables, the two tables of stone. God went up there and wrote. Somebody say, God wrote. God wrote all over again the Ten Commandments to him. So what you're saying, Pastor, I want you to understand that any time you get in the manifest presence of God to see his glory, there's going to be a pickup. Somebody say a pickup. 
That's going to be a pickup. That's going to be a pickup. And see, the pickup is for you to deliver when you come back off the mountain. You got to understand me. When you come out of see, when you look, when you get in his glory like this, God going to say something to you. And it's not just for you. It's for you to go deliver to the people that didn't come with you. I'm telling you, man, it's for you to deliver to all of creation. Oh, my God, I know I'm preaching this thing right today. I'm telling you, oh, no, I don't need no patty cake. Look at here, man. I know this to be the truth. What you're saying, if you want to experience the divine manifestation, glory of God, when you experience it, there's going to be a pickup. You going up to come back down with something in your mouth. And it ain't going to be what you want to say. It ain't going to be your thoughts and your opinions. It's going to be all of God. Are you ready to speak on the behalf of God? God said, look, look, when you come down, I'm giving you the law of the land. I I, I want you to lay it out. I want you to be my man. I want you to be my woman. I need you to say what I'm saying. (laughs) This ain't nothing about appeasing the people. It ain't about making the people happy. Now, this is about pleasing God. God said, I'm getting ready to do something to you, boy. And not only will I do it, when you come back down, the people are going to know that you've been in my presence. Oh, they're going to know. They will know. How do you say that? Now, look, look, look now. Now, this is what I like about God. Now, look at verse uh, uh, 19. He says what? And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will what? Proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy unto them, right? Look, now, look look here at, at 34 now. We were looking, I'm sorry, we were looking at 33 and 18 where we opened up at, 18 and 19. You, you see that? What he say he was going to do? He's going to show his goodness, and he's going to proclaim the name of the Lord. You see that? Now, look at verse 5. Let's pick up at verse 5, 34 and 5. Are you there? And look, and it says, And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. (laughs) Woo! Can you see that? Look, he done showed up. Listen now. This is a good example. He he go to the corner. He done showed up, okay? He He said, now be ready tomorrow morning. He done showed up. Mother, I believe he showed up, mother. He said, present yourself. I believe he's standing like this. And God done come down in the cloud. And he's talking to him. You, you, you ain't like, he, look, he coming in his full, he's talking to him right now. In his full manifestation. Now look, now look, look what he says to him. Not because he done said whatever. He said, he told him what he was going to do. Did he not? Now look what he says here in verse 6. And the Lord, look now. And the Lord, so he said, he stood with him there. He proclaimed what? The name of the Lord. He proclaimed what? He, look, 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 he said, he proclaimed the name of the Lord, and he passed by before him and proclaimed what? Who? The who? The, then who else? The Lord what? God. How? Merciful? And what? Gracious? And what? Long-suffering? And what? Abundant? And what? Goodness and truth? Verse 7, doing what? Keeping mercy for thy thousands. What? Forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that will be by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children and the children's children upon the third and the fourth generation. He's standing there, and the first thing God is saying is, you need to know that I am who I am. You, you hear what I'm saying? Look, give me the tablets and let me take care of the business that I took care of the first time. Let me write that up here. But, boy, you want to see my full presence? If you're going to see, you need to know who I am. Now that you're up, yes, sir. Look what he, look, he, look. he says. Uh, look, look, he says what? I'm merciful. He, look, he, look, not only that, look what he said. He said now, he said he proclaimed what? The Lord. The Lord God. Merciful. Gracious. He's standing there, mother. He said, but I'm the Lord. 
I'm the Lord God. I'm merciful. I'm kind. I'm graceful. I'm faithful. He was just naming all that. And I thought about this. I could hear him talking like, I'm El Shaddai, <laughs> the Lord Almighty. I can hear him saying, I'm El El Yom, the most high God, the many-breasted one. I can hear him saying, I'm Adonai, the Lord Master. I'm Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. I'm Jehovah Nisi. I'm Jehovah Rapha. I can hear him. I'm Jehovah Shalom. Oh, my God. Can you see what he's saying? He said, boy, if you want to see my glory, can you handle my story? Can you handle who I am? Well, I'm graceful. I'm merciful. And then he says, I'll be kind and graceful to who I want to be graceful. What he's saying is, he said, look here. Look, look, look. look. When you seen just a little gleam of me, you remember Moses was telling God, God, you can't do that to the people. Now, God said, now, if you want to see my full manifestation, you need to know this. I'll do what I want to do, boy. <laughs> I'm God. I'm God. I'm the Lord thy God. You, you need to know this. I'm going to be merciful. Who to, look, 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 Pastor, I understand all you're praying about being merciful, but I'll be merciful to who I want to be merciful to. I'll be gracious to who I want to be gracious to. He said, and don't, don't, he said, don't get me wrong. I would deal with the iniquity, amen, of those. Amen. He said, oh, yeah, ain't nobody getting away. Yeah. Everybody's going to be held accountable. And see, and this is what God needs. God needs some people that is going to experience his glory, that's going to come down and tell people, you cannot live in a sinful life and think you're going to experience God and think you're going to be in heaven. <laughs> he said, boy, look, he said, look, here. look what he says. He says, look, look, he says, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that would by no means what cleared the guilty. See, what you say he will forgive iniquity and sin? Those that repent of their sin, those that, that will confess their sins. And rep- but if you practice sin, you think God going to redeem you and you practicing sin? He said, I'll be merciful and kind to those. I forgive people their iniquity and their sin. But look what he says here. But he says, by no means will I clear the guilty. He visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children in the third and fourth generation. What you saying, pastor? Look, brother. This is why I need to see the glory. This ain't about me. It's about my family. This is about my children and my children's children. I don't care what happened before me, but I'm getting it right now. I'm redeeming time. Amen. I'm going to be the God man in my life, in my family. I'm going to be the God man. I'm going to be the one God can trust. I can be God's man in the whole thing. I ain't rolling like everybody else is rolling. I don't care who it separates me from or identify me with. I'm going with the Lord thy God. And God said, boy, get up there, present yourself in the morning, and get over there in the corner. Be ready when you show me. And the first thing God said, boy, I want you to know that I am the Lord. I am the Lord thy God. I'm merciful. I'm graceful. I'm kind. I'm faithful. I'm forgiving the iniquity and the sins of the people. But he says, I'm not forgetting the guilty either. I'm holding everybody accountable. This is the type of God that we serve. He's the Elohim. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. He's Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord our righteousness. He's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. He's Jehovah Shabbat, the Lord of hosts. Amen. He is Hallelujah, Jehovah the Jireh, the Lord who will provide. What you saying, Pastor? Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready to see him? Can you handle him when he shows himself like that? I'm, I'm about to close. I want you to see this. Look at verse 8. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward
towards the earth and what? And worship. <laughs> Here go the example. I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord thy God. I'm goodness, I'm mercy, I'm graceful, I'm kind. I'm Jehovah Jireh, I'm the Lord, like I'm Elohim, I'm El Shaddai. I'm all of this, I'm, all, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this or that, I'm all that, I'm more than that. I am that I am. I am that I am. The Bible said he made haste and got down and bowed down and worshiped God. Amen. I'm telling you, you might go in standing up. Amen. But you ain't gonna you ain't gonna stay standing up when the Shekinah glory of God shows up. When he shows up, you got to get down. You got to get down. <laughs> so that you know how to get back up. Woo! My, 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 my. Boy, God is real. He's real, mother. I just had to give you a demonstration of that. And look what it says in verse 9. He said, now look how, look how he responded. And he said, if now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, <laughs> I pray thee, go among us. For it is a stiff-necked people. <laughs> yeah, Lord, I, see, they stiff-necked. I, I agree with you now, God. Moses was too busy defending the people. And God said, I need you to see the people like I see the people. I love them, but in, in the midst of them, there's just some straight up stiff neck, rough neck folk in the midst of it. And I need you to see it because, and you got to understand it. If you don't understand it, Moses, you're not going to enter in. And he didn't. He didn't get it. He did what he tried to please the people. And it kept him out of the land flowing with milk and honey. And God raised up Joshua. Now, now he, he buried Moses. Now, Moses was his man. But Moses didn't see the full manifestation. He seen God, but he didn't enter into the land flowing with milk and honey. Say he was a part of the plan. He's part of the plan. He done everything that God had him to do. The people entered in. But God said, you need to instruct them. Right. I'm about finishing. Look what it says here. Uh, uh, verse 10. And he says, uh, uh, I'm sorry, verse 9. He says, I pray thee, go amongst us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our what? Iniquity and our sin. And do what? Take us for thy hand. I like that. He says, take what? Us. Our sin. You hear that? Our iniquity. Our sin. Take us down here. It's just like the man, when Jesus came up to the man, and the man said, I'm better than him because I pay my tithe. You hear what I'm saying? I pray all day, and I pay my tithe. And Jesus said, now, which one of them that's going to walk away going to go? And he said, look, he said, now, the one. And the other one said, God, I'm but a sinner. But the other, be merciful for me. The other one's like, well, I pay my tithe. I pray three times a day and all this. And Jesus was saying, look, let's go and break this thing on down right here. Who you think left here blessed? He said the one that had confessed his sins and understood that he needed a savior. What you saying, pastor? What he said, God, go with us, God. He said, forgive us of what? Our sin. If my family has sinned, God, no, God, I done sinned. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> y'all don't understand this. He says, I save you and your whole household. I want household salvation. But he wants the whole house to be right with God. The whole house. I'm about finished. I can't think any more of this. Look, look, look here. Look at verse 10. And he says, behold, I will make a covenant before all thy people. I will do what? Somebody say marvels. 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 I ain't talking about Marvel comic book either. He said, I'll do marvels. 
what he says, such as what have not what been done in all the earth, nor in any what nation, in all the people among which thou art shall what see the work of the Lord. Oh my God. And for it is what a terrible thing that I would do with thee. See, this terrible thing, mother, this is a thing that will, will bring fear to people. I mean, they will reverence God. Because of the of the mighty work, the mighty hand of the Lord, the mighty move of God that's moving. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of his marvels. I want to be a part of his mighty hand. I want to be a part of the signs, wonders, and miracles that will follow them which believe here. I'm going to do one more thing. I want you to read this on your own. I, want, I just want to pick up in verse 29, and this is where I want you to see this, okay? I want you to see this. This is where we're going to end at, verse 29. I know I ran out of my time. Michael, thank you for being gracious there, brother. I'm so close to the end here, brother, what the Lord wants us to share. We're going to see this. I want you to understand this now. Uh, Look at verse 28, 34 and 28. It says, and he was there with the Lord. How long? Forty days and forty nights. He did not neither do what? Eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon what? The tables, what? The words of the covenant and the Ten Commandments. Now, this reminds me of someone else. I say he was a type and a shadow of who the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Remember when Jesus Christ, when, when, when he was water baptized and he come up and what? The spirit of God came upon him. And the Bible says he was led, amen, into, by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for how long? Forty days and forty nights. He come out of there, boy, confessing it is written. You hear what I'm saying? Because God had done wrote some stuff. You hear what I'm saying? The forty days. He comes stepping out of there. The enemy tried to defeat him. He, he come out of there for it is written. It is written. It is written for the Lord. It is written. See, when you spend time with God and see his manifest presence, you coming out saying what? It is written. It is written. It is written. Mother, not only will he give you what's written, but he's going to give you some revelation of knowledge. He's going to give you something that now faith is. Now, I now word when you spend time with God. Now, I want you to see this, man. This is so good. This is so good. We, look, when, when folks come back to church next week, when you see them, say, boy, you sure should have been here last week. You sure should have been here last week. Look, 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 look at this. Look what he says. He said, now, he, he gave me to look, verse 29. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand when he came down from the mount that Moses wist not that what the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. Now think about this. He didn't see the front of him. He saw the back of him. When he talked with him, he didn't talk to him face to face. Now Moses is saying, I wish my skin would have been covered because the Shekinah glory upon the mother got it. I want to say this. Look, something was up on him that the people could not deny that he had been with God. Look at this thing here. Look what it says. It says, and when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were what? They were afraid to come nigh him. This boy done been with God. And the Shekinah glory of the presence of God all up on that boy, man. And he come down, he said, oh, Lord, I wish I would have covered myself before I talked to God up here, before I seen the full. See, this didn't happen any other time. It was this time, mother, when he came along, when he came ready. You know what I'm saying? When he came to do and presented himself. And God showed himself. And he said, look, bro, but there, there was, there, I'm telling you, there was a, there was a mountain up on him. 
that nobody could not deny that he had been with God. This reminds me, see, he's a type and a shadow of who? Jesus Christ. This reminds me when they were on the Mount of Transfiguration. This is when Peter, James, and John was up there in the Mount. He took them apart to do what? Take them apart. They came up apart. They said, oh, is it good for us to be here? And then they were going, he's going to build those tabernacles for all that. God said, no, 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 no. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Don't build no tabernacle for nobody else. Just build one for the Lord thy God. I'm here to tell you, you better make sure you ain't got no tabernacles built for your own thing, for your own family, doing your own thing. God said, build me a tabernacle. And G, look, when he built that tabernacle for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says that the look, Jesus Christ, when he went up there, transfigured himself on those boys, man. He was transfigured. The Lord God Almighty met Jesus Christ up there. What I'm saying, boy, when you see the manifest presence of God, when you get there, people are going to know it. Amen? Yeah, so they're going to be, you're just going to be doing what you're doing. I'm going to give you another story before I close. In a restaurant, so I'm telling you, when I'm in, see, this is what the Lord showed me coming out of this year. He said, son, I don't want you to just have a little dab of do you. Not here and not there, not there. I want you to walk in it all the time. And I'm telling you, it, it, takes a, it takes a separated life. You can't look at what everybody else is looking at. You can't do everything everybody has to I'm, I'm asking you, are you re- do you really want it? I mean, to have it, I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, and these, I, I was in a restaurant one time just sitting there. This has happened two or three times. I'm not bragging on me and trying to be proud. God knows, God, I want your glory like never before. But I'm telling you, I've been in these seasons when people have walked in, I'm sitting there standing in the bathroom with my son, minding my own business, and, and, and I, the guy walk in the restaurant, I'm just standing out, glimpse him, I say, hello. He, look, he goes in the restaurant, he comes flying back around there and say, man, you're a prophet of God. I ain't said anything. He don't know if I'm a preacher or anything. I'm in a restaurant one time on a Mother's Day, the table full of everything. Me and my wife, and we invite some people out, table full right over here in Rookwood. A lady comes over, a Caucasian lady, didn't know me from anywhere, and she steps over there. She said, I don't know who you are, but I had to tell my husband. He said, God been speaking to me the whole time to come over here and tell you and your wife a word. He says, this is your wife. I said, yes, ma'am, this is my wife. And she went on. I'm telling you, she, first of all, she began to speak in tongues right in the midst of Longhorn Restaurant. The glory of God come up in that place, man. Everybody sitting there with their eyes open, and she says, thus saith the Lord. And mother, everything she said about me and said to us was right on time. See, y'all, look, 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 y'all can think this stuff is Marvel Comics all you want to. This is the real deal. The Lord thy God would show himself strong. He ain't gonna let Longhorn hold him up. He ain't gonna let no restaurant hold him up. When he walks in there, the full glory of God, he gonna manifest himself and he don't care who's around. He don't care who's around. And what I'm saying unto you, God will show himself strong to you when you show yourself strong. What you saying, Pastor? God will meet you when you don't even think you're going to get a meeting. I went out at no restaurant looking for God. You know what I'm saying? But because I have been in my tent of tabernacle, God say, I'll show up when I need to show up. And I'll say what I need to say. Amen? That's what I'm saying to you. What you saying, Pastor? Don't put God in no box. Because he's God. He's the Lord thy God. He is graceful and merciful. He does what he wants to do. He, he gives grace to who he wants to get merciful to who he merciful. You can't work God like that. <laughs> He's no toy. I'm telling you, now nah, he ain't no nah, he ain't no bunny rabbit. Now nah, he ain't that. He ain't no genie genie rub the bottle. Do what I want you to do right now. He is God. He is God. And he said here, man, I don't have my glass, but I'm gonna read this. He says, and Moses called 
Verse 30. And when Aaron and the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron, and all the rulers of, uh, all the rulers, hallelujah, thank you, Pastor Angela. All the rulers, I don't have giant print here, all the rulers of the congregation returned to him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward, all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them what? In commandment, all that the Lord has spoken to him, where in Mount Sinai, until Moses had done speaking with them, he put what? A veil on his face. But when Moses went before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which was commanded. And the children of Israel saw that face of, of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again until he, what? he went in to speak with him. You hear that? The Lord thy God wants us to come before him naked and unashamed. <laughs> naked and unashamed. He said, my glory, son, I be on you so thick. That you have to let you you have to cover this thing up when you talk to the people. Hallelujah. Let us stand to our feet.